Welcome back to the Social World Podcast. I'm Dave Niven, and as always, it's a pleasure to have your company. Now, today, I've got a very special guest from all the way across the pond in Los Angeles, Jeff Patterson, who's the CEO of Gaggle. That's G-A-G-G-L-E, Gaggle. Now, his company specializes in uh, helping schools and pupils and students become safer, suicide prevention, I mean, and generally amongst many other things. Welcome to the program, Jeff. Hi, David. Now, as always, I think uh, the listeners would like to know a little bit about how you came to be at Gaggle, start Gaggle, what was your journey, and if you could just say a bit of a, by way of introduction. Sure. So to sort of describe myself and my path, I was just, my mother says I was born an entrepreneur. So at the age of four, I, I collected rocks and was selling them door to door in the neighborhood. And I've just started many businesses since that time. Probably the truth of the matter is that I'm unemployable. No one would employ me because I just have to do my own thing. And so that's what's driven me to start Gaggle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when did it start? So I was at a technology and education conference in Texas, oh, 22, 23 years ago. And I just happened to ask a teacher, are you using email with your students? And she said, no, no, no. My district would never let my, my, my kids use an email account. And, and I, I'm an entrepreneur, so I asked, well, the why, the why questions, right? And she said, well, it, it, how do we know who they're talking to and that it's safe and how we know what they're talking about? And, and, and I thought this was kind of crazy even back then because using email had changed the way I was interacting with the world. I was collaborating with people all over the world to build products and to make relationships. And I thought this is what kids are supposed to be doing. And so I set out to build a, a safe email solution for students and we called it Hotmail, but where the teachers are in control. And that was the first iteration of Gaggle, and we've just kept evolving from there. Okay. So, obviously, it's developed a lot since then. So, um, well, give us a little bit of a history in the sense that, I mean, obviously, it's an important uh, product. It's an important company now, and you're doing an awful lot of safeguarding. But what were the pitfalls you found all the way along? Because I can imagine it wasn't a straightforward path. Yeah, well, let me, let me start by giving you some context so hmm. you can understand my company. Um, and then I'll be glad to show you about all the many, many challenges along the way. <laughs> okay. So uh, currently we're a little over 100 employees, right? It, actually, when you include contractors, everybody else is probably close to 300. Hmm. We help protect about 4.5 million students, mostly across the United States. And I'll tell you a story so you can understand what Gaggle does. It's the best way to understand. That's good. Yeah. So we partnered with a school district in, in Wisconsin that really cares about protecting all their students. And one morning, one of their high school girls logged into her school provided email account. It was Gmail. And she sent an email to her friend that said, if you get this message, this is goodbye. You should go on living. I just can't. It went on to say, I will look down on you from heaven and I will strike down all of your bad boyfriends. Mm. So what we do is we sit behind the school's digital tools. Right? In this case, it was Google Classroom, but it could have been Office 365. 
we pull in all the email, all the documents the kids are creating and collaborating on, any text messaging, calendars in the system. We run it through technology to highlight things that are suspicious. And then we have human beings that review those suspicious items 24 hours a day. And in this case, David, the safety rep recognized this as a real threat. So we called the school, the school called home, remember it was in the morning. They also sent a resource officer out into the building and when the officer went into the girl's bathroom, the officer found her hanging in the school bathroom. They saved her, but we're told it was within about a minute of her passing away. And that story happened 927 times last school year. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a sickening number, isn't it, of teenage suicides in all over the world. I, I know that that was just an American statistic you gave, wasn't it? Well, those 927, those are the ones that we clearly know that there are lives saved. That was from our four and a half million kids that we monitor. But in the United States, over 6,000 youth a year are committing suicide yeah. and more frightening. Yeah. Over 3,000 high school students a day are attempting suicide. That's what scares me. It's a tidal wave of suicide coming our way because people attempt before they succeed. Yeah, yeah. It is a terribly high number. I mean, and in the UK, it is the, the highest. Um, it, it's the biggest cause of teenage death in the UK as well. So, okay, you're in a huge number of schools. And obviously, sort of, you know, four and a half million sort of students protected. There's a massive amount for you to oversee. So these reviewers must be absolutely full uh, uh, full steam ahead all the time i can't imagine how you can cover all of that and um with the numbers that you've got it's just incredible well it's, it's a lot of technology right we use artificial intelligence and machine learning and um it mm. is it's, it's i guess it's like the the postal office right it just never stops coming and yeah. and of course we live in fear that we're going to be late yeah, I can imagine. I mean, how do you quality assure it? Is it, is it an easy thing to do sort of on, you know, using computers or do you get an awful lot of human intel as well in terms of feedback? Well, the, the two systems work, you know, hand in hand, really. Right. So uh, there, there's technology that sort of audits what we do, right, because humans are prone to error. And it is really one of the things that we have to live with is that we won't catch everything. Right, because we also have to be very cost effective. Mm. As schools are always budget challenged. Mm. So it must be the must you must have been received very well by so many different places to have that many pupils actually, if you like, under your umbrella at the moment. So the feedback you get must be pretty good. Is that easy to is that fair to say? Oh, I would say no, David, <laughs> not at all, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, if, if school systems are drastically different in the UK versus the United States, but, you know, we're reluctant to try new things and change, right? And of course, our message to school systems is, is a little hard, right? It, we're saying, look, on your digital platform, your, your digital playground, there are no fences and recess monitors and things are happening that you'd be frightened by. And, and it, it's, it's been 20 years of sort of helping people understand the need and what we can do. And, and I like to think it's not technology. This is not a technology issue. Right? We're an early warning system to students in crisis. Yeah, yeah, okay. But 
it's still substantial numbers, Jeff, and I'm sure that you're 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 hoping for more because you know it's a good thing, it's a safe thing, it's a it's a very humane thing. So I mean, it's a good product, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's but it's what keeps me up at night. Is you know, there's 55 million students in the United States, right? We're about 10 percent are covered. I know that there are students that lives that we could save, and and, and I actually have this. I'm trying to coin the term. It's not just the suicides we friend, it's the lifetimes lost, right? If you're a student who's so depressed that you're cutting yourself, right? You're not learning, you're not engaged, right? You're not gonna fully develop into the healthy, happy, contributing adult that we want. As a company, have you diversified in terms of other things on offer? I mean, I, I ask this openly because we haven't discussed this before. So I mean, I'm thinking like other training programs or, um, web, mental health awareness webinars. I, I don't know, but you know, are, are there other things that you plug, you try and plug into to make a, a, a complete package? So as an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm always thinking differently than everybody else. So I'm going to say something that's going to seem kind of weird. Uh, David, sometimes I hate my own company, right? And here's why. I feel like, you know, I'm your friend who comes over to your house and stands in the backyard in the grass and You've got three dogs and I'm pouring out the poop in the, in the grass, right? And like, you've got three dogs, you've got 30 students. Of course, some of them are having drug and alcohol problems. Some are depressed and cutting and some are even suicidal. We know this about kids, but I'm ready for Gaggle to pick up the shovel and help pick up the poop, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we're really happy that, you know, we started down that path. We've just launched a therapy solution for kids. Uh -huh. Our partner school districts can basically pair a licensed therapist to work with those students that, that are in need. And in what form does that therapy solution manifest itself? It, it's a teletherapy solution, right, with a clinical psychologist. And the school district works with us to identify the student, no cost to the family. And, you know, they're provided once a week therapy sessions. Okay, good. So it's tele uh, telephonic. Correct. Okay, right. Okay. So, over the, how many years have As Gaggle been going? So, I, I feel very old when I say this, um, <laughs> but I was young and naive at the time, right? So, it's, it's a little over 20 years ago that I started the company. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, you're, you're very well established. We are, right? And so, I, I think of the long, hard slog to get here and even where we need to go, but uh, it was doubly challenging because. 20 years ago, no one, would, no one would invest in my company. I couldn't raise any money. And I was just stubborn, so I just proceeded to move forward and bootstrap the company. And what's great now is that there's no board of directors, right? I'm the sole owner, and I just do what's right for students and schools and my staff. Good. Okay. Now, I've asked you this because I know from what you've just said, even if I've never even talked to you before, Kind of, I recognize, as you said, the entrepreneur in you as well as the, the kind of, if you like, the, the guy with itchy feet in the business world. So other developments, partnerships, arrangements with other companies, you know, what are you able to tell us that might be on the horizon at the moment? Well, I can, I can share with you something that's a little close to home that I'm still scratching my head about. About two or three years ago, the Ministry of Education in Scotland reached out to us and, and they really, they wrote a tender based mm. on the gaggle service. And I don't think it's gone anywhere. And I know the need 
exist here there in the UK, just like the United States. And that that's one that, that uh, you know, I, I wish we could rekindle. Okay, well, let's, um, I mean, you know, the, a lot of people in Scotland listen to this program as well. So, I mean, let's hope that there is somebody there that can give some feedback to when this podcast is published. Um, and um, I'll tell you, we'll talk. Absolutely. I mean, I've got no personal idea of it, but it certainly, you know, can we can use this as a shout out. And what about other things in the future, other companies that you might be partnering with? Because you know that in, in the world of, of care and in the world of protection and safeguarding, it is always one of these mantras, you know, that it is good to partner. It, it's always good to do multi-agency work if you possibly can, because, you know, youngsters and vulnerable children are complex creatures and, and you know, just one angle is often not enough. So... Are there other um, disciplines that you're keen to partner with? Well, on the business front, we, we looks like we're close to signing an agreement with a reseller in Australia, uh, Data3. That's exciting. What, what uh, would the, can you say what that would involve? I mean, I'm just interested. So they would take the full suite of Gaggle tools and provide them a, the full safety management solution and provide that uh, you know, resell that to school systems in Australia. All right. Okay. Good. So that and that's in discussion at the moment. Yeah, I, I hope we're. I think we're close. I hope we are. Um, so that's a, on on the sort of business front. Mm. You know, I've instructed my marketing team to really promote anybody else who's got the same mission. Mission. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a number of organizations in the United States. Castle being one. Uh, it's essentially the Council of Social Emotional Learning. Um, you know, lots of psychologists, right? I, anybody that, that has a shared mission, we want to sort of help promote and, and sort of spread the, the knowledge about, you know, this epidemic of teen suicide and, mm. and mental illness issues. Okay, good. Lovely. Well, so would that Australian venture be the first substantial out of the United States one that you've actually done or are there others around the world? That's really probably the first substantial one. We, we had a footprint in Australia about 10 years ago, but that was more when we were a platform. Right? Initially, we started as that, that platform of all the digital tools mm. with the safety baked in. And then about seven or eight years ago, we realized the world doesn't love our, our tools, our learning management system. They just love our safety. So let's take our safety and plug that into other things. Okay. Okay. I can understand that to start with. Yeah. Well, listen, you see, I mean, this morning, for example, I did an interview with um, some people in Singapore. Um, and it was an interview that's going to be broadcast to the two and a half thousand social workers in Singapore. And one of the things, or well, the, the primary thing that they were particularly interested in was uh, um, social media digital safety. Uh, I suspect a lot of it was to do with the future, you know, like what did the future hold? And they wanted my views on that. And what were the things that, that social workers and other professionals should be sort of aware of much more now that we are in such a, well, such a huge digital world. So, I mean, I imagine that places like that all over seem to have a voracious appetite now to learn more about what the digital world can do for them in their own professional capacity. So protecting the vulnerable is huge. And that, that's why I'm kind of um, 
asking it back to you again in terms of a, a worldwide sort of um, reach. So, sir, here's how we see a sort of social media versus the school districts provided digital tools and communication collaboration tools. So, we think of the schools provided tools as like their playground, their digital playground, and social media is like the public park. Right. right? The school's response for it happens in their playground. Problems, things that happen in the park come into their schools, which is a problem. We have done a fair bit of research to see and if we could do a safety, a safeguarding solution for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those tools. And unfortunately, the way those companies have structured their agreements with other companies, you cannot use it for any sort of monitoring. And, you know, it's really even disturbing. I, we talked with people at Twitter who they said, anybody can be anybody. We don't care. We're not going to pay attention at all. And I'm like, it just seemed like the Craigslist of social media. And so I, I'm very disturbed by this. There's so many of these tools that kids can use that are so potentially dangerous. Xbox has a, a plethora of ways for kids to communicate with total strangers. Even if the parents think it's switched off. Even if the parents think it's switched off, there's an app on the phone and right. There's many, many cases of, of child predators. Yeah. Students through these tools. Yeah. 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 I mean, the world is now absolutely wide open still, even with law enforcement's advances in terms of identification and arrests to child predators. And it's a constant, constant battle, I, I, you know, between law enforcement and those that want to abuse children. Yeah, we had one case that I just recently where uh, an individual was sending nude pictures to a fifth grade girl. Um, we blocked the images from reaching the student, reported obviously to the school. The school involved the police. They eventually tracked down this individual to, he was three states away. He had several other victims and, you know, Oftentimes, they, 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 these predators will groom the students, and before you know it, the students tricked into sending them nudes, and then they realize what they're doing, and, and then depression and self-harm and suicide sets in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I mean, it's um, all too common a story. So, look, what's the, what's the future holding for you now? What's, what's your, have you any plans or are you just going with the tide at the moment? Um, what, what about your podcast? Now, come on, you, you're, your company does a podcast. You told me this. Um, what, what sort of stage are we at there? We, we are at, at stage you know, 0.5. I think they're just <laughs> getting ready to launch it. Um, yeah, we, do, we do a blog, right? We do, we're very active on, on different social media like LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, and so, you know, our, our, our goal is really to reach more students and protect more students around the world to do a better job, right? We, we live in fear that we're going to miss something, right? To find new things that we should be looking for um, to basically, as I said, help pick up what's going on in the backyard and, and really help these kids, you know, become, you know, really healthy contributing members of adults. Our, our, our mission is to ensure the safety and well-being of schools and students. Okay, right. Give, give me some practical stuff that people can, um, I'll put it on the text, obviously, on the front page of the podcast, you know, which I do. But at the same time, you know, um, website address is so what? We're, 
or gaggle.net, right? And you can come to the website and see lots of resources, stories from educators, you know, white papers, you know, different resources that are not Gaga that we help promote. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's just lots of resources there. Um, so, so you offer yourself as, a, as much as a sort of a digital notice board as well. Yeah, yeah. We're not, we, do, we don't do training, right, of, of school systems. We leave that to others. Mm -hmm. um, but, but you are moving into therapy. You just told me that. The sort of te the te telephone therapy is solution for, for children. It is, you know, that's, that's an important part of, I think, where we're going and what we're doing. And that, that's like an arm of gaggle, yeah? Yes. Okay, yeah, right. What about the, uh, the blogs and the podcasts? What, what kind of, a, where would people look for that? What's the names of them? Are, are it just gaggle podcast, gaggle blog, or how would they find them? Oh, now you're asking me something I don't know yet. Uh -huh. I, I mean, I'm sure it'll be very obvious on the website. Okay, okay, but it's, it's, it's probably advertised on the website and... Uh, I guess it's, is it all about, do you bring guests on to your pro, your blogs or, or is it mainly in, in-house people talking? No, no, it's, it's all about the guests. It's all about the experts and it's not us. Okay. Okay. So. David, something, uh, if, if you, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to share some, some advice to parents, right? You asked for practical advice and, and. I would welcome that. Go ahead, Jeff. So look, we all know these are unprecedented times with COVID. And the message I, I've been sharing to parents is to recognize the situation we're in and be kind to themselves and to their students and recognize we're not, our kids are not going to learn as much this year. They're just not. And it's best to think of this almost, this is a term we use in the United States, you know, a gap year, right, between mm. high school and college, yeah. right? And to think of this as a gap year where you're not learning in the traditional sense, but you're finding other ways to grow your knowledge and your experiences. And I, I, I hope that parents see this as a gap year and accept it for what it is. And the second piece is to really focus on your students, your children's social, emotional well-being, their mental health, right? I don't want to hear about any tragedies that are happening in families. I know they're going to happen because you know, everybody's more depressed, everybody's under pressure, and recognizing that and focusing on the happiness and well-being of your students, that's what I want parents to do. Okay. A good message, Jeff. And, um, well, one final thing then, come on. Developments in technology, you know, given your kind of, if you like, absorption with it as it's grown over the last 20 years, and kind of Gaggle's been involved with that, where do you see it going? I'll tell you why I ask, right? Because biotechnology and all sorts of other sort of space age kind of stuff, you know, it's just coming out of the woodwork all the time because we just can't stop ourselves inventing things. And I went to a conference not long ago in which uh, a man who was the, the principal speaker stood up and said, uh, uh, there's going to be somebody in this room. There was a couple of hundred people there. There was there's somebody in this room that will live to be a thousand, and of course everybody laughed at him. And he said, "No, look, I'm you know I, I, I'm not entirely taking you know making a joke of this." He said, "Because for example, the nearest thing to human DNA living on this planet is a thing called a nematode worm, 
And we've already found that uh, by isolating proteins and enzymes and so forth, we've extended its lifespan by a factor of three already. Um, apart from the fact that we have got such advances in biotechnology, um, organ transplants, Uncle Tom, goodness knows what else, it's not inconceivable that this would happen. Now, if you take that as the most extreme kind of fantasy even, but it's there's truth in there somewhere, if you see what I mean. And therefore, the ability to protect children. For me, the technology that's desperately needed is you can arrest pedophiles and pedophile rings and you can have great law enforcement and interrupt them. But when you're trying to track them, and you're actually seeing all these tens and millions of thousands of images of children, there's nothing really fully developed yet that can properly track backgrounds of photographs and images in terms of, you know, like the whole kind of um, Star Wars type stuff. I mean, and there is apparently lots of work going on, but it's nowhere near fruition yet. Have you, have you come across anything like that? Or what would your ideas be for developments? Oh, you've given me a lot there. So <clears throat> first, I, I, I read a book recently called The Inevitable, which was 12 trends that are already shaping the next 30 years. And mm -hmm. one of those key trends is artificial intelligence. Yeah. And what, what, one of the, his, his statements was, don't think of it as a race against the machines, because if you race against the machines, you lose. It's a race with the machines. Mm -hmm. And I, I do believe that, you know, our machine learning team will get better, right? And that we're gonna find new ways to protect kids. You mentioned the backgrounds. I believe there is a company that is working with law enforcement in the United States that will take images from a child predator and will basically use the background to try to find similar images with different children to sort of connect crimes. Um, I've heard, yeah, I do have heard that people are working on it. I mean, but it's, it's not reached the level yet. I don't know if you remember the film Blade Runner, but there was supposed technology sort of in that that, that did this kind of thing. And that's the kind of, if you like, the kind of um, the, the, the pinnacle that people are aiming at. But I hadn't heard that anybody had reached it yet. I, I thought, you know, I, I met this, this, these individuals back when, you know, we were first developing our ability to detect uh, pornography and images and mm. this is even five years ago that, that they were already providing a tool to law enforcement. I will track them down and, uh, and share them with you. Mm. I appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you. Okay. Well, look, final couple of sentences um, about if people wanted to sort of, I mean, they can look up gaggle. Sure they can, but if they wanted to engage with you in any way or, or, um, even just kind of you know, communicate or listen to your podcast. Uh -huh. uh, how how do they do it? Is it just get to your website? Get to the website. You know our, our phone numbers and email addresses. There's a live chat system there, so you can interact with our people. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, right? And and I try to share lots of things related to safeguarding um, every week. I also try to spend a lot of time trying to help people find new jobs because. I think there's a lot of people in need out there that are suffering. Yeah. And so yeah. those are the best ways to find us. We're easy. Okay. Well, Jeff Patterson, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I hope it's not the last time. And um, I wish you well through this COVID business, and I wish your company well too. And thanks for talking to the Social World Podcast. Thank you, David.